Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you here on SportsGrid. I'm Kevin Walsh. It is game time decisions on a Wednesday night. And joining us to break down the NHL once again, it is Joe Madden. Joe, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Kevin. We had some nice bets last night, hoping to do the same tonight. Yeah, I, I really messed up yesterday. Um, Connor Verhage to get an assist was something I wanted to bet. He had an assist 19 seconds into the game, uh, and I didn't bet it. Now, my question to you, nobody had a hat trick yesterday, right? No, the there's NHL no hat tricks. No, I none at all. We, we saw that. They didn't hang the no. We knew. They, we knew, bad number, it's all good. We steered people clear. Let me rush to this Buffalo-Montreal game uh, because that is going to uh, have the puck drop quite soon here. Uh, do you have some action uh, with Buffalo as a road favorite against the Canadians, six and a half total? Yeah, I think this is a really interesting place to back Buffalo in a certain way. I'm going to look at their team total over the three and a half. This is a dad's trip here for the Buffalo Sabres. And this team is frustrated with how they lost that last game to the Ducks. I see the goals coming in now. Sam Montague in net for the Montreal Canadiens. I did have a lot of faith in him this season, but he hasn't looked great as of late. He's getting no support from the defense. And you look at Montreal ever since they traded off Monaghan over to the Winnipeg Jets. This team just hasn't looked right out there on the ice. So instead of looking at the full game total, I do think nice way to look at it is the Sabres team total over three and a half. I do think this one has every opportunity of going over the six and a half as well. And that circle, you know, Tags Thompson, Jeff Skinner for those anytime goals out there. But if you're looking for someone for Montreal, Suzuki has been so phenomenally strong. So these aren't two great yeah. teams. Neither team has great power plays. Neither team has great defense or goals goaltending at the moment, Kevin. So I really do like the Sabres team total over three and a half. Uh, all right, there you go. Some action again. That one's going to start uh, at 710. Also starting in the seven o'clock hour uh, is the game between the Blackhawks and the Flyers. And for Chicago, uh, since Bedard has come back, he has been excellent. Uh, he has not just a point in every game, but it's actually gone up. First game back one point, then two points, uh, and then three points. But uh, as the case when he was out there before the injury, it doesn't result in a lot of wins, Joe. What do you expect the Blackhawks and the Flyers? 
I think the Blackhawks are going to struggle again in this one. Connor Bedard just can't do it all out there on the ice himself. And they will have Sondermloom in net tonight. Now, Sondermloom's not a goalie that I really want to back at all. He's got a 4.01 goals against average, and he is just struggling. 8.73 save percentage. Urgent on the other side, and you look at the Philadelphia Flyers, and this team absolutely needs every win they can get um, to make the playoffs, trying to grab one of those spots. So I do think looking at the Flyers again, this is a nice place to look at their team total. I do you feel they'll score here on Sonnenblum, looking at them over three and a half goals in this one, coming in at minus 124. So it's a little juicy, but we know Owen Tibbet has been pivotal for them being able to get those goals. You can look at him for that anytime goal. I think the Flyers get it done tonight. They're just a better team overall. If you want to look at Connor Bedard for the points, I don't blame you or for that anytime goal, but Urshan has been pretty solid in net. So I could see those struggles. This team just isn't finding a way to get these wins, Kevin. Uh, all right, now we move over to the big game on the board. And believe it or not, Joe, we are on opposite sides in this game, which is Edmonton and Boston. But I'm okay with that because I'm always down to learn. And I'm not really understanding why this Edmonton money line is so short, a team that has not lost at home since December 16th. Why are you on the Bruins in this game? What other props do you like here? Okay, I love the Bruins tonight because when you look at the recent matchups between these two, the road team actually does have the ice advantage. The road team has won the last six meetings between these two teams. And we know Boston went through those struggles, losing those four games in a row. They're able to break it with that win over the Dallas Stars. And I really do think they have the momentum going into this game to be able to get things done. And I look at the scheduling spot here for Edmonton. Edmonton returning from a road trip. I don't like the spot for them in this one playing against the Boston Bruins this is going to be an absolute hard matchup I actually saw Edmonton I don't believe it's a short price Kevin I think it's an overprice on that money line against the team that's sitting second in the Atlantic that's had some stumbles I think these two teams are going to play each other so phenomenally hard tonight I lean to this being a lower scoring game I still don't okay. trust Skinner in net though so I'm going to stay off that full total because if Skinner comes out solid we could see this one staying under that total but if the Boston Bruins hit him and hit him hard with Pasternick and all their talent out there this one could go to that over so I'm going to look at Pasternick for the anytime goal for the Boston Bruins he's coming in at minus one in his career versus the Oilers, he's played 13 games. He's had nine goals and five assists. And then Connor McDavid's wow. being held off that scoreboard. You've got to circle Connor McDavid here to find the back of the net. I do think he comes out solid because he knows he's been held off for what the last six games and he's been strong when he plays Boston. So he's had uh, four goals and 12 assists in 11 games versus the Bruins. So looking at Connor McDavid tonight, he's coming in at plus 125. He has had 12 assists in his past four games. So he's still getting those assists. He just hasn't been getting those goals. And I do think the goal comes tonight, Kevin. There you go. Look, uh, a lot of great looks there. Again, uh, I have no problem conceding to Joe. Uh, I, it was a spot there where I had to give uh, the Edmonton money line a chance uh, when I was expecting it to be a lot higher. I know Boston is good. Uh, they've just not played a lot of road hockey recently, even if they've been good uh, on the road. Let's get to the rest of this slate here, Joe. Uh, the Coyotes in action against Toronto. What do you look for in this game? Mm -hmm. 
I think this is a terrible scheduling spot for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Before you jump on them here to cover that puck line and get a big win over the Coyotes, I do think you look at the Coyotes here. Giving the Coyotes plus one and a half on the puck line is too juicy, though. It's coming in right around minus 152. I think this is a live betting opportunity if Toronto goes up first to come back in on the Arizona Coyotes. I'm already sprinkling on that money line, but I will come back in on the puck line if we're getting more value. I do think at this point before the game kicks off you look at their team total over two and a half that's coming in right around minus 142 so more reasonable for me out there we look at the coyotes and they are able to put up the goals on the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've covered that puck line and actually won the last four outright versus Toronto. And I do think this is an opportunity here with Toronto having Vegas on deck tomorrow and then the Avs on Saturday that they look past the Arizona Coyotes and at Mullet Arena, it can happen tonight here, Kevin. Uh, all right, Joe, and then close it out for us. Anaheim and Columbus, a uh, tight line there, six and a half total. Yeah, I think this one is going to go over that total. You look at both of these teams, and while they do struggle offensively, their main struggles here are on the defensive side of the puck and goaltending. Tarasov in net for the Columbus Blue Jackets and John Gibson here for the Anaheim Ducks. I'm seeing both of these teams, and especially with Columbus on the second night of the back-to-back, seeing more offensive production. I wouldn't be surprised if the Ducks themselves got, you know, five goals like we saw a couple games ago out of them. I think their offense comes to play tonight awesome stuff as always joe madden always on uh the ice i'm in uh, involved in that game as well mctavish tonight uh joe Ooh. for a point uh like minus it. 110 we got mark zeno stepping up next year's game time decisions on a wednesday night sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com dogs are an important part of our lives that means protecting them from parasites ask your vet about NextGuard plus a foxaloner moxidectin and pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus Chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Live right here on Sports Grid, Game Time Decisions continues. Nice start for Grant Nelson against Alabama, but uh, elsewise it's going well for the Gators at the under 12. They're up 20 to 18 uh, with the dog leading. Uh, it actually has the live total up to 175 and a half, uh, which is a bit wild. Mark Zeno now joins us here on Game Time Decisions. And Mark, I know there's some live action already on this college board that you're following. 
Yeah, uh, you know me, Kevin. I, I love the ugly games, or at least I've had some success this year finding some of the ugly dogs and taking them. Uh, I took Georgia Tech tonight. They're getting blown out pretty quickly. Uh, but then again, Clemson shooting 88% from the field. I don't know if that's sustainable. Past history has told me it's not really sustainable. So I hope Georgia Tech, who's beaten Duke, North Carolina, and Syracuse outright at home, might have a shot to get back in this thing and cover the number. Although before tip, you know, the number was trending towards Clemson, up towards seven, seven and a half, uh, even eight in certain shops. And then also on Oklahoma State tonight, maybe the worst team in the Big 12, second worst team in the Big 12. Cincinnati laying mm-hmm. 10 and a half is absolutely ludicrous. That's one of the worst offenses in the Big 12, if not the worst offense in the Big 12. And I just thought it was too big of a number here. So I took the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who, with the exception of really Kansas and Houston, are the only teams to really blow them out. They've been in a lot more close games than people really want to recognize here. So when I see a team laying more points than they've ever laid before all season long, to me, that's an opportunity mm-hmm. to jump and take the dog. I mean, most of the numbers sit where they are throughout the course of the season for a specific reason. You know, on the flip side of that, if you look at the Charlotte-Memphis game, which I think gets underway here at 8 o'clock Eastern, that was a game where Memphis, 2-10 and 10 against the number this year at home. Like, crazy to think that they mm-hmm. are that bad against the number. Stayed off the game, but they're only laying 5.5. Now, part of the reason that they're 2-10 and 10 is because they've been laying 17, 18, 19, 20 points earlier in the year. Yep just weren't covering those numbers. This number was a lot lower than what they've been laying all year long. Felt like Charlotte was a good spot. Stayed off of it here just because it was one of those things where I'm like, you know, there's a lot of paths for Memphis to cover this number. They're still a good basketball team, although they were overvalued earlier this year. And maybe Charlotte, who I thought has been playing above their head for a better part of this year, might Mm -hmm. end up getting got here uh, after that one loss they took to South Florida. Um, You know, they had won, I think, 13 of 14. So, it was a stay away from me, but just when you see those comparative numbers across the board, it's always an opportunity where I feel like I'm getting a little bit of line value uh, given the team is laying more than they've ever laid before in a certain spot. I think it's an incredible breakdown. Uh, it's something I try and talk about. You know, what would this number have been two weeks ago, right? And right. I I was thinking about staying with Memphis, and the 2-10 and 10 didn't, you know, kind of kept me away from it. But look, Charlotte, I believe, is 1-4 and four against the number as a road dog this season. So yeah. this is not a spot they've thrived in. Well, but also, again, they've been a favorite against a lot of teams in the American. I mean, look, there are some bad teams in the American, especially defensively. When you look at teams like mm-hmm. Tulsa, you look at teams like UTSA. I mean, these are teams that are in the bottom, you know, 300 in Ken Palm or lower in adjusted yeah. defensive efficiency. So they have some flaws against them. And the American also is one of the top conferences in the country in close games played by four or less of overtime. I think they're second out of every conference in the country where a large percentage of the games are played within close numbers. So if you're laying two possessions or higher, chances are that, uh, you know, the dog is going to cover that number. Yeah, no doubt. Mark, let's stick in the American. Uh, this UTSA South Florida game for I'm sure some people uh, is one they'll pass by, but not for you. Uh, you yeah. like this one tonight. Tell us what you're looking for. Well, let me just start off by saying that I am an absolute glutton for punishment with this play. I have faded South Florida in their last three games against Charlotte, against Rice, and against Tulsa. I went 0-2-1 with a push with Rice. Kind of lucky at the end here that they pushed it in a four, depending on what number you got. I got four. Some people got four and a half and covered. But, you know, look, South Florida is on this incredible win streak. Are they really that good? I don't think so. I didn't really initially think that this was the team that would trip them up and go and steal a cover or even a win from them. But here's the thing about UTSA. Look, again, their defense, 357th in Ken Palm. There are 362 teams. Their defense is god-awful. 
their best defense is like no defense and to hope you're just getting a shootout. But at some point, South Florida was in this sandwich spot. They just had that big win over FAU. They get SMU, one of the top four teams at home, coming up over the weekend. This sandwich spot here for UTSA, I think there's one of two paths for UTSA to cover this number. One of them, as I just mentioned, because UTSA is one of the fastest tempo teams in the country, they're top 10 in tempo, they'll get out and run. If they can get in a back-and-forth shootout game that somewhere ends, you know, 89 to 85, we're in great shape, right? Like, that's a good cover for us. I think the other game script, if you look at South Florida, in the four of their losses this year, they've shot less than 40% of the field. They've only had one loss where they shot better than 40%. That's the other thing. Can South Florida continue to shoot at the level that they've been shooting throughout this entire win streak? Eventually, they're going to have to cool off. Again, glutton for punishment playing against them four consecutive games and not getting it done here. But it's one of those spots where I've just committed at this point to, to being <laughs> on the side that finally trips up South Florida uh, because I would have passed tonight and guarantee UTSA would have actually you know covered the number. And I would say this too. This is one of these games where it's worth a sprinkle on the money line at plus 290 because if South Florida is going to lose this game because they're shooting that or, or not cover this game because they're shooting that poorly, there's a solid chance they're going to lose the game outright. Like that's the other part yeah. of this here. When you look at these spots and situations here, if I'm going to take the six and a half, great. Why not? Uh, and then I will absolutely throw a little sprinkle on the money on given the situation. All right, Mark, let's stick with the mid-majors, though. The Mountain West this year uh, is certainly making an argument to, I don't, I don't know if I've shed that description, but man, the top of the Mountain West is awesome. A lot of people love the top of this conference and two of the very best in New Mexico and Colorado State uh, are going at it uh, late night here uh, with a 10 o'clock tip. A pair of 20 and six basketball teams. Where's the advantage for you in this game? Well, look, there's a system that I've been playing a lot this year. We've talked about it on the show. Anytime you have a home unranked favorite going up against a ranked road team, it's a process that's covering about 67% of the time this year. So I try to stay with it as often as I can. Here's the thing about this game. Usually in those spots, that home unranked favorite is laying two, two and a half, three, three and a half in that range. Yeah. This number's pretty thick. Uh, and it's one of those spots where I'm like, well, they're telling you something for a reason. New Mexico is the best offense in the Mountain West. And that's, you know, there's a lot of good offenses out there, but they are the most efficient offense in the Mountain West. And what we're realizing too now at this point in the season, I feel like home court advantage across college basketball is starting to amount to a lot more than two or three points. It's more like four or five in certain spots. So these home teams are really getting, you know, getting it done. And I played this game in the first half. I cut the game in half simply because it's one of those spots where, look, you know, yes, New Mexico could absolutely be leading by only two or three and then open it up and run away with it. But the, the sort of formula has followed that these home teams jump out to the early lead, force the ranked team to play catch up a lot in a spot that they're not used to play, playing a lot. Why? Because they're ranked. They're usually beating up on teams for a full 40 minutes, and it sort of puts them at a disadvantage. So I played the first half minus four. Uh, that's kind of like my my limit on a first half play. I don't want to lay more than four uh, because you start yeah. to just get into an uncomfortable territory there. But I think New Mexico gets it done regardless, but I felt a little bit more comfortable with a shorter number in the first 20. I think it makes a lot of sense. And you hit on something, Mark, that I've been trying to, you know, we're all trying to figure out is what is home court worth? Yeah. And last night, look, I played San Diego State. I was well aware of what I was going into by betting a ranked road dog against an unranked. I knew. 
But for me, I thought under normal circumstances, that might be two points the other way. And look, the game was within one under four minutes, right? It, it happens. But that home court advantage is so, it's so hefty. And I think if you are, and I think you said it, if you're comfortable saying that home court advantage is maybe worth as much as five points, then this line, there's no issue with this New Mexico line here uh, as much as seven and a half. It's about how we try and uh, evaluate what home court is worth. And I think if you're willing to be fluid with it, you can kind of really make hay then because it's yeah. not going to be the same for every single basketball team. I mean, for the love of God, Nebraska is basically – there's a 12-point gap on who that team is, whether they're playing at home uh, or on yep. the road. Mark, if you have time, I might want to hold you on the other side just get a couple quick sure. looks at tomorrow's NBA slate uh, because I know there's some things catching your attention on that Thursday. We'll update you on the live college board as well. We're live on Wednesday night, Game Time Decisions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus Chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Game time decisions with you on SportsGrid. Mark Zeno still here tomorrow. The NBA comes back in a big way. Huge slate of action, Mark. Uh, and I probably won't get to talk to you again until next week. Uh, so tell me, what are you looking for here uh, on this big Thursday card NBA-wise? Well, I'll start with the sexiest game on the schedule. Clippers at OKC. OKC lay in two. I'll probably play OKC on the money line. You know, again, it's one of these things that the young team wants to make a statement. They've already beat. L.A. in Oklahoma City earlier this year. Final game of the season series between these two. They lost the one in L.A. It's a close enough number here where I can just jump on the money line, lay the 150, whatever it may be, and take OKC to get out of there with a win. Um, We see the Memphis Grizzlies against the Houston Rockets. Did something change during the All-Star break that Houston all of a sudden learned how to play on the road? Well, until I see it, I'll fade them. (laughs) I would like to take Memphis in the first half. If I get a four, minus four, I'll lay the minus four in the first half. Uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. I think the total between Utah and Charlotte is low at 232 and a half. I would expect by tomorrow this number to start to move 
in a different direction, especially with Utah being at home. If Charlotte gets to 110 in that game, they should get over this number. And then, even though Toronto is a corpse of a basketball team right now, uh, the short number they're laying at home against Brooklyn looks pretty favorable. A money line spot for the Raptors at home, the first game out of the break. All right, there you go. A lot of interesting looks uh, on that slate tomorrow. I, I will say uh, Dallas being positioned as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, I know they're yeah. home against Phoenix. Oh, that's a, a very uh, interesting number. Bradley Beal is out. So, But, I mean, does, does Beal move that line that much? You know, Dallas is a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite. Uh, it's a fishy I, line. I'll stay away. I think, Mark, we'll see. I think Dallas is going to become an odds-maker darling for – two weeks, and then we'll see how justifiable it is. But Luka plus Kyrie healthy this year has been pretty good. At home, they've been really good. And they had a good deadline with P.J. Washington and, and Daniel Gafford coming into town. Um, but, no, look, it's definitely uh, one that jumps out. Again, Mark, uh, we appreciate you joining us here. Uh, best of luck late night as well with New Mexico. Thanks, brother. All right, great stuff, uh, as always, there. Uh, now joining us uh, on Game Time Decisions. Uh, again, I've only been able to – I don't do a lot of Wednesdays. You guys know this. Uh, that's Scott Wetzel. And, I mean, takeaway one, usually when I'm talking to an in-game live member, I'm commenting on Sharapan wearing hats and jerseys. Scott, we look very <laughs> similar tonight. Let's, 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 let's address this right off the bat here. How are you? You got the memo. Clearly, you got the memo, too, Kev, about, you know, the, the purple shirt and, and the jacket. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're the only two that form in line. <laughs> what's going on, my friend? Uh, a lot, uh, what's going on? Look, a lot of memos going around. Um, tell me this, That's though. Sure. Uh, are you on this college basketball board? Uh, anything you're following live right now? Uh, I got a great, 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 great play a little bit later on. It's the old, you know, the, the old Hawaii versus San Jose Saturday night special. We, we got one of those, Kevin. But as far as the game's going oh, on right now, not, not not great stuff right now. But, you know, I, I concentrate more on the later games since I do the in-game live, you know, start at 8 yep. o'clock. So I'm more in tune with, with that one. Uh, with, with those games, but I did play some overs in there. You know, the, the over LSU Kentucky game. I got the over Alabama game. That game's going on right now. Decent little pace, monster number, 173, 174, mm -hmm. depending on, you know, where and when you did your shopping. So, uh, you know, in-game live now is right in the 172 area. So we're on, we're on pace, but we're going to need some uh, some points in that one. But that, that was the one early on that kind of stood out. Did play under in the Army game. Uh, in fact, I didn't even check and see. You know, I got a lot of goofy teams, Kevin, that really have some great trends for unders. St. Peter's here in New Jersey, great under team. St. Peter's, right? Mm. Uh, but they play great unders, and so does Army, believe it or not. So I'm on those two. Well, well St. Peter's doesn't play today, but Army does. Yeah, Army uh, and unders is definitely something I'm used to, but obviously that's more uh, on the college football side of things. You mentioned Alabama, Florida, and that's going to be an interesting one. I know on in-game live tonight, you guys are going to be able to really follow it. I, it's the live total is 173 and a half. The nut, it looks off pace to me, but I think, and, and this is something, again, you and I did a ton of in-game lives together. I think with the dog leading in Florida up four, it's what's holding that live total at 173 and a half. Right there, Scott? Right, right. And then, you know, the other thing, Kev, is, Again, we've been doing it a long time. When they don't drop that line, even though it's, it's kind of a little slower than what it should be, I, I'm telling you way more times than not, it's because they realize it's going to be a regression. And second half, in this case, the, the mm -hmm. points are going to be coming second half. So um, yeah. I, I wouldn't be afraid of going in on the over again. Or if you're originally on the over, don't worry about it, you know, because otherwise that would be into the mid to, to low well, 160s at, at this pace. But the fact that they're not dropping it, uh, that that to me is yep. a good sign.
Yeah, no, I think you're right. They're, they're certainly expecting it. Uh, let me ask you something, Scott, because this feels like something that you will actually be quite interested in. Uh, and that is uh, good old Rick Patino. Now they're live right yeah. now. Uh, and this was going to go one of two ways. And obviously with seven minutes left here in the first half, it's, it's revealed which way it was going to go. He, he calls out the team, but he, it's a different level. See, usually you call out a team to motivate them. It looked right. like Rick gave up. It, it looked like he went, oh my God, we stink. And I'm a failure in year one at St. John's. And I'm going to pass the buck here. Usually, telling all your players you're too slow to play for me doesn't usually lead to great results. But <laughs> yeah. playing an awful team like Georgetown, if these kids responded, you get 35-16 with under seven to play, uh, and the Johnnies right now are smashing uh, the Hoyas. What did you make of those Patino comments? Yeah, I, I tell you, Kim, you said it exactly right, right? This is one game I didn't play, and a lot of guys on the podcast asked, you know, where should we go? Because everyone's talking about this story. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I, I, I really, they could be motivated and, and really come out and, and win one for the team, if you will, or they could just take these comments and say, screw you. You, you want to see how bad we can be? We'll, we'll lose to the worst, you know, the worst <laughs> team in the Big East. So I, I really yep. didn't have a good feel for the game. It, it kind of like, you, you said it exactly, you know, if you want to motivate a team, you say that we've had a bad stretch these last couple of games. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. We're not athletic. We're not playing defense. All because you know that they can play better defense and play better. But mm -hmm. again, that's not what he said. You know, it's almost like, Kevin, he made a bunch of promises, right? A lot of controversy, Catholic school, him coming down to St. John's, all his you know checkered past, and... I'm just theorizing that he made a whole bunch of promises and said, you know what? I'm going to change the culture. I know you got to put up my past, but you know what? I'm going to change the culture from day one. We're going to have a winner from day one. I'm going to bring my kids down from my owner. We're going to do this. We're going to recruit. We're going to remember all the kids he kicked off the team. This is not the first time he said some outlandish statements. You know, he, he came into St. John's and said, you know what? You guys suck. Get out of here. We don't want you. And he got rid of all the guys. So I, I, maybe he made some promises that he realizes now he can't keep. And he's trying to give up an excuse of like, listen, this is, is what it is. It's the first year. We're going to be better from here on out. We were kind of stuck with these guys. So I, I thought it was very weak. I, I thought the funny thing was at the end where he says, I don't want to say the wrong thing. You know, he, he just rips the program, <laughs> rips the team, and then says, After I don't want to say the wrong thing, though. 20 minutes of saying the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. But he, here was the interesting thing, Scott. And for me, uh, so again, so I, I don't think Scott's wearing an Iona polo to get that color. No, not. No, right? not. But, no. I I know this situation well enough. And what I will say is, when Walter Clayton, who is currently the leading scorer on a top 25 team in college basketball on the Florida Gators, who at the moment, by the way, is having another great basketball game, okay? When he entered the portal, everybody was like, oh, well, we know Rick's going to get him. And a lot of people thought that Rick Pitino, being this Hall of Fame head coach, was going to somehow make St. John's the place to be. And I said, if he doesn't get Walter Clayton, just know this whole thing will flop. If he can't get that kid to follow him from Iona, the whole thing is in trouble. And when he went to Florida, Scott, I knew their very first game they played Michigan in the Garden. Think about how awful Michigan is. I bet Michigan. Right. And it, it, is, it is one of those things. Look, Rick can still coach. But Rick decided to leave Iona. And I don't think Rick appreciated, and you know this, Scott, from obviously being around the area. What Rick did at Iona was not change the standard. 
He simply did what Tim Kloos did every year. Right. He won right. the MAC. Good for him. And I thought Rick understood that, and I think he's made it very clear he didn't. He thought that what he accomplished at Iona was some holier-than-thou thing, and it wasn't. And now he's learning it the hard way at St. John's. Yeah, and, and he's got the same issues at St. John's, Kev. I mean, I don't get it. I really don't. There is so much talent here in New York. If you look at basketball rosters around the country, I mean, it, it's littered with kids from New Jersey and, mm -hmm. and, and New York. I, I don't understand how you can't keep three, four kids, right? That's basically all you need to really get your basketball team at the upper level. You can't sure. keep two, three, four of those kids, but they can. The lure of playing at Madison Square Garden is not there anymore. The Knicks have been awful for the most part for the last 10 years, so that's no longer the attraction like it used to be when, when Patrick Ewing and company and, and the Knicks were really good. Um, and, and they play in a rinky-dink little arena there in, in Queens. It, it's, I, I don't know. You would think you'd be able to keep the kids, but so far, you know, look, listen, one recruiting class, he was probably counting on that kid to come with him. He didn't. We'll see what happens this offseason. But I, I, I don't get throwing the kids under the bus, though. That that was like, what, what yeah. was the purpose of that, Rick? You know? I mean. And, and I'll just say this. I, I Just from being here, that Madison Square Garden, it is not that much of a home court advantage. They play yeah. UConn at the Garden. I'm telling you right now, UConn is what – I mean, Hurley's like, got, oh, we own the Garden. I, I mean – People don't go into the garden on the other side of the court. I'll tell you right now, tell Patino to schedule a game against Duke, and you tell me who's the home team, okay, yeah. at, at Madison Square Garden. used to be that way when they had Syracuse there. Same when they had Syracuse there, when they were in the biggest – same thing, Kev. It was all Syracuse fans. It wasn't St. John's fans. 100%. So, so. That, that, that's why. And, and look, Karnasek is not the same thing. It's not It's not – Rough. It's not Cameron Indoor. It's it's just not. But that's a whole different thing. Uh, we're going to take a break. Scott's going to stay here. I got some hockey questions. We're going to get to that and then some of the upcoming games tonight with you here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, we're live with you right here. It's Game Time Decisions. Up next, we'll be in-game live. Scott Wetzel and Dave Sharapan with you uh, on a Wednesday. Scott's here with us right now on Game Time Decisions. And, uh, Scott, I want to talk to you about the ice a little bit here because 
Look, I know when I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone, uh, but obviously doing this show every night, I'm tracking, I'm following. And the Edmonton number surprised me. Now, you know this Bruins team well, um, but my takeaway, and just tell me where I'm wrong or maybe I'm right, Edmonton hasn't lost at home since mid-December. Boston's not playing good hockey. Lost five of their last seven. They've hardly played any road hockey basically in the month of February as is. This money line looks very short on Edmonton to me. What do you make of that game between the Oilers and the Bruins? Yeah, you know, and it, it, it even lowered. Like, I, I thought I saw it this afternoon earlier at, like, minus 154. Uh, then it went down to 134. And you're right. You know, they, they've 2-5 and five at home since the All-Star break. So, we throw in the All-Star break and everything else. This is their first road game in, in, in eons. So, they're not playing well. Edmonton's playing great. Unbeatable at home. There's just a lot of respect for the Bruins, Kevin. You know, they still do have the, the best record or tied with it now with Florida. And they're battling for the best record in the Eastern Conference. So, I, you know, I, I get it, I guess, to a certain extent it is a little like you know minus like the 154 I even did a little flinch like boy I really thought Edmonton would be like 170 or so to tell you the truth but okay 154 right. then then when it went to the 134 unless I just misread it originally in the day but you know you're getting them not quite pick them I understand that but you know you're getting them at a pretty good price at home Edmonton so um yeah it's, it's kind of hard you know you always got to check and see with the goaltenders that that's the first little thing when it comes to these mm-hmm. hockey lines, if you do see something, you know, you double check or you wait till later in the day to make sure the right goaltender is starting because if the backup is starting, then that explains it all. And, and you know, you don't know that. The right. better doesn't know that until later on in the afternoon. But uh, you can bet your bottom dollar the books know that way before we do. Yeah, and I, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm double checking right now, Edmonton, are they in action tomorrow? Edmonton? No, they're not. I thought so you should get the start of it. Yeah, I mean, it, look, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's just one of those things, to your point, where, and, and minus 154 would have been, an, I wouldn't have probably bet it then, right? At, at right. That number. All right, maybe a little bit lighter, but it's not crazy light then. And I, I think it kind of then begs the question, you know, how many teams can ro- roll into Edmonton and we see a shorter number? I figure Colorado, I mean, Anyone else? You know, maybe Vancouver, maybe Florida, the way they've been playing, but not many. That, that's really about it. Um, it, it. A lot of it's just a reputation line. So, that, like I said, that following the Bruins as a Bruins fan, it, you, it's hard to get a good number. It's hard to see Boston as yeah. an underdog. You know, there's two ways you look at it. Either one, okay, Edmonton at home, basically, you know, minus 135, no big deal. Or, boy, I can get plus 115 or so with the Bruins. I'll take that anywhere right. at any place against anybody. So, I guess it settles it. They, they know what they're doing. It'll be a close game. Yeah. Let, let me ask you another thing, though, with, that kind of ties into this. Uh, and then we'll talk uh, and we'll talk more about the Toronto game. But Austin Matthews is probably going to factor into this conversation. But I, I've been pretty fascinated by the uh, Hart Trophy, the MVP, of course, for the NHL. Uh, McKinnon for a while was a, a minus 125 number, not super strong. But when you consider who he's battling, right, Kucherov, McDavid, and, and again, Austin Matthews now with, you know, um, well, maybe tonight we'll officially have a 50-goal season on the board, is, is in this race here. Do, do you have a, a strong take or, or thought on this MVP race right now in the NHL? I think it's wide open. You know, I heard you uh, – yeah. I was listening to your show – uh, I think it was one day this week you were you were chatting with somebody. I forget who, and then this topic mm-hmm. came up, and and I was surprised 
because uh, FanDuel here in New York, they don't really offer the MVP lines on, on some of this stuff. So I wasn't sure that yeah. he was that much of a favorite, McKinnon. I'm like, whoa. I mean, that's I don't think he's that much of a favorite. You, you mentioned all the guys that you could throw out there. You can throw Pasternak for the Boston Bruins, who may end up with the best record in hockey. He's their best player by far. You could throw him in there. Um, I, I think it will end up being one of the main core guys, the McDavid's of the world, or McKinnon, or, or Austin Matthews now. But... To say that I'm going to lay my, lay money, no matter what it is, um, with right. one of those three, I, I just I think that's an awful bet. I think any of those guys, the way Matthews has been playing, um, if, if Toronto really just continues to win and stuff and, and ends up with one of the better records, um, there's a great chance he could be uh, the MVP. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a moment, and I, I don't know, I didn't bet it because again, I got to be honest with myself, right? Like, am I going to really? invest big time in an NHL awards future, but they were hanging McKinnon versus the, the field, and the field was plus. I'm like, wow. man, the field is... I mean, Connor McDavid's in the field. He basically wins the award yeah. every single year, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, yeah. and, and McKinnon, it, it's, it's interesting. He's not far off, right? But Kucherov right now has more points than him. McDavid, as long as he stays healthy, is favored to basically still pass McKinnon in points. And it's not as if, you know, if... Colorado had Vancouver's record. Maybe it'd be different. But it's not like the Avs have the best record in all of hockey. They don't even, at the moment, have the best record in the Central. Again, McKinnon's great. I'm not saying he's not great. But, but man, are those some absolute rock stars that he's trying to fend off. And, and, you know, Austin Matthews is on the board tonight in, in Arizona, Scott. Are you looking to bet on that game late night? Oh, absolutely. Um, he's from Arizona. Grew up a, a Coyotes oh, fan. Oh, wow. Um, doesn't have a lot of goals, Kevin. I think he's got like five in about 11 games against them. So, you know, nothing crazy, but he does average over four shots a game against them. He's got 31 shots mm. in his last seven games against Arizona. So, and especially with this game being in Arizona, um, absolutely. You know, we, we put a bet. In fact, I talked with Ranieri about it on one of the shows before uh, the second half started here on, on Game Time Decisions. And FanDuel offered up a prop. Will Austin Matthews score 15 goals in the month of February? And they were offering 28 to 1. Now, Toronto had seven mm. or 12 games in the month. So it's over a goal a game, right? But hey, for 28 to 1, why not, right? So lo and behold, you know, the guy's got two hat tricks. He's on fire. We need seven goals in his last six games to hit that ticket. Two of the games, not one, but two are against Arizona the team that you know he's going to get up for. He's got Vegas twice, and he's got a, a game against Colorado. So it's still a long shot, seven goals in six games, but it's alive. You know, the ticket is certainly alive at this point. Well, the thing with two with Matthews, and it, it certainly is, Scott, and you'll find there are books, I think, that offer under half a goal. I think, right? Yeah, so if you yeah. get late, in the, late enough in the month, you'll be able to, you know, with a 28-1 to 1 ticket – but the thing that's probably, I mean, well, look, having back-to-back games with, with a hat trick is obviously huge, but it's one of those things, he's already tied his month high for assists in February, and there's still plenty of hockey to play, right? So it, it, he's now doing a little bit of everything because the 73 points, again, it's all relative, but is actually, you know, he's outside the top five. And now this is where you can speak to it more than me, but this, it's one of those things where you're getting a lot of value. I am about to interrupt myself, though. I saw something, and I should have mentioned it earlier because now i got to see if it moved. But I, we were, I was talking NBA, Scott, with Mark there for a moment, 
And I looked into this Laker-Warriors game, and the whole thing just locked. And they had open points props, and they had Anthony Davis at 25 and a half, and they had LeBron at 25 and a half. And I was going to bring up the fact that I swore they said LeBron was going to miss the game. You know what? Why are we going to we'll handle it tomorrow? And I just got the alert he's going to miss the game, and they just locked all the lines. How the hell does a sports book fall asleep on a LeBron prop, Scott? I get yeah. when they fall asleep on some other things. How do they fall asleep on a LeBron prop? I, I wouldn't be posting any LeBron prop or AD until <laughs> an hour before the game with those two what in guys, the world? right? I mean, that is like. I was surprised they posted 20 and a half for the All-Star game for LeBron. I, I said, this guy's not scoring 21 points basically in a regular season. He's not playing. He hasn't had that kind of attitude in the All-Star game for a long time. Um, he'll play mm-hmm. some, but there's no way in the world he, I thought he was ever going to get to 21. So that one cashed in. By the way, tomorrow, coach's fired system in play with the Brooklyn Nets uh, with Kevin Ollie mm. first game. Now, I know it's after okay. the All-Star break, which throws a little wrinkle into it, Kev, but I'll tell you, the L.A. Kings in hockey did the same thing, fired, a, fired their head coach just before the All-Star break, so you had like five days. You don't quite have that same kind of impetus with the players, in the, but they came back and they won the first game, so yeah. uh, good for the uh, you know good for the NHL. I'm thinking uh, the Brooklyn Nets, the same thing. Uh, good for them, so you got to play them tomorrow. Uh, all right, there you go. They're uh, in Toronto catching two. The... Um... What I'm curious, Scott, what do you make of Milwaukee the rest of the way? Because Doc Rivers has now found himself yeah. as the talk of the town. And, you know, in an interesting way, though, like Doc entered the All-Star break, the talk of the town, because they went three and seven, with, you know, in the first 10 games with Doc. And I actually this earlier this week, Scott, and I bet them over the updated win total of 50 and a half. They have to go 16 and 10, still with that talent. I think they can turn it around. All of a sudden, Doc starts saying, I don't know why they got rid of Adrian Griffin. J.J. Redick rips Doc. Austin Rivers is coming to his defense. Then Marcin Gortat, who, why, how, he's entering the conversation. <laughs> I do not feel like this is what the Bucs needed now. That <laughs> The star of the show is Doc Rivers and whether or not he's throwing guys under the bus. Yeah, and Giannis, you know, Giannis Kev has only scored thirty points like three or four times in these ten games. I mean, it's it's yeah. really bizarre. Um, you know, everyone thought that he was the one that that forced the ouster, but then he came back and said, no, 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 it wasn't me. Uh, then then there was this uh, you know rhetoric about how they, they were unhappy about how they were playing defense. You know, meanwhile they they gave up a gazillion points the first couple of games. Doc took over. Um, that is a bizarre situation, right? I mean. He's one of the nicest guys in the world, Doc Rivers, but, man, he, he's always putting himself in a bad situation, right? I mean, three and seven. The, the poor guy before Griffin had, had the second-best record in the NBA. He gets whacked, and then he comes in, and they go three and seven. Like, wait, this is after firing a head coach who won the championship, oh, by the way. Let's not forget about that. I mean, what are they doing in Milwaukee? That, that's one of those situations – I think even now when you listen to Doc, usually a guy don't they usually a coach wouldn't be like, I don't know why they fired this guy. Like that's a little I think basically Doc got the phone call and he went, Are you serious? And they the agent told him, You literally cannot pass up the money. They they're giving you a five year deal. I don't know why. You're gonna coach Giannis, you just have to take it. And it was too good to pass up, even though Doc I think knew going into it, 
this is not going to go all that well. And I don't even think Doc's all that invested. Let me ask you quickly, Scott. I know you'll handle it tonight, but you mentioned uh, what you have a, a system play later on college basketball that you want to let people know about. Yeah, we got two things real quickly. One, Buffalo Sabres and hockey. Get back to hockey for a second. This is the father's road mm-hmm. trip. So the fathers of the Sabres are following Buffalo. I know they're down one nothing against Montreal, but we always like to play that. We like it better with the mothers, but the father's not bad. And then later on tonight, we got UNLV laying six now at the Air Force. Air Force, the worst team in the Mountain West. They have one win, Kevin, in their last 15 games. So you know who that win was against? UNLV at UNLV, UNLV by 32. Rebels circle this game. I think they win by double digits. Love that play. All right. Absolutely love it. Uh, The system plays from Scott Wetzel. Never disappoint. Uh, Scott, (laughs) appreciate it. We'll catch you on in-game live. You got it, man. Appreciate it. All right. Great stuff as always there. Uh, We'll close this out with a little hockey prop best bet. Also, nobody checked the Duke-Miami score. Nobody. Nobody checked the Duke-Miami sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com dogs are an important part of our lives and keeping them protected is a top priority especially against nasty parasites that's why you got to check out next guard plus a foxaloner moxidectin and pyrantal chewable tablets NextGuard Plus Chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting at Preventive. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Close it out. Little game time decisions. Want to thank the crew that stopped by tonight. CT Betts, Brady Cannon, Joe Madden, Mark Zinno, and Scott Wetzel. Full house on a Walsh Wednesday. How about that? Including myself uh, being here. Up next will be uh, in-game live with Scott Wetzel and Dave Sharapan. So make sure you stay locked uh, on Sports Grid. I just want to note quickly, because it's wild, uh, St. John's, Georgetown, if you bet the Johnnies in the first half, that Ended up not being a good time. You won a 14-2 run from the Hoyas to close out the half. They're down seven. Again, Johnny's covered. What a sweat. Also, side note, tough look for Miami. A lot of hoop to play, but currently, Duke shooting 50% from three. Uh, three of 14 uh, for the Hurricanes. Not good. Certainly not good. There is a, a lot of basketball left. 
Uh, time will tell. Uh, our boy Grant Nelson, though, uh, did get off to a good start, so we'll see uh, how he follows uh, that all up there. But we close out the show with a best bet on the ice. The Anaheim Ducks and their matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets presents to us Mason McTavish over half a point. This book at minus 110. McTavish is starting to come on here. We had a early season drought where he only had recorded a point. It was a three-point game, but still, it was the only game he recorded a point in a nine-game window. Outside of that, he had 33 points in 38 games. He recently had a four-game window where he went pointless and has since then responded with nine points in ten games. He's coming off of a three-assist game earlier this month, had a two-goal game. I think you were going to see him involved tonight with the Anaheim Ducks. They're a home favorite, six-and-a-half total, so that team total tonight, three-and-a-half, looking potentially four or five goals if they really take advantage of this Columbus team. Give me McTavish over half a point, and I am going to trust Edmonton tonight at minus 134 on their money line at home against the Boston Bruins. That is Game Time Decisions. I'm Kevin Walsh. Best of luck in Game Live is next. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 